Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the State News Podcast for another sports show edition. I am your host, Sam Metry, and here with me today is the general assignment reporter, John LeBlanc, who's been embedded in this MSU soccer team, this, excuse me, number sixth ranked MSU soccer team for the second week in a row. They have that number six ranking, and last week they topped off number 18 Bowling Green and number 19 Michigan to get that rivalry in and win the Big Bear Trophy over in Ann Arbor. Get, got that away win, come back to Michigan, come back to Michigan State, where they're ready for preparing for a match against Maryland on Friday, number three ranked Maryland. John, you've been at most of these games so far this year. What are you seeing out of the scene that you like? Well, what I've seen is just stellar defense. Jamie Fiskus and Michael Latunga are the back defensive uh, defensemen for Michigan State. They've been solid. Nothing has gotten by them. And when they do get in little miscues or something, they're able to recover real well. And then Jimmy Hagan goalkeeping. Only has let up one goal this year, has six shutouts. I mean, he's just a rock back there. Both him, not only him, but also, like I said earlier, Fiskus and Watonga, they're just rocks back there. And that's one thing I've been really impressed with because they control the, they seem to control the ball for the most part. And... You mentioned Fiscus. Today, he was named Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let me just cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. That's actually his second time winning that second award. Time. One in the first week also. But, yeah, that defense, man, it's been rock solid. Now, offensive-wise, Dewan Jones, obviously a huge standout, had that game-winning goal against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Who else needs to step up their production? Because I think he's the only one with more than one goal this year. Yeah, Dewan Jones is the only one with more than one goal this year. Something you don't want to see out of your offense. Um, they also only have one games by one or two goals. And that's something Coach Renzi has also said that he does. he's okay with. I mean, a win is a win, but he wants to see more out of us. He wants to win by a couple more than one goal. Keep, keep it like a safety net in between them. But one player that should probably be picking up soon or expect to pick it up soon is Ryan Sierkowski. He has one goal and two assists on the year. The goal came off a penalty kick, so take that as you will. But Sierkowski led the team in goals and points last year. He's a star out of McHenry, Illinois. I think... Ryan Sadrykowski is going to pick it up a little bit. And then Michael Pimla also. Michael Pimla and Connor Corrigan have been surprising in terms of passing the ball. They have three assists each. Expect them to continue their work and maybe hit the net once or twice. So is Jones the guy who they're sort of constantly feeding? Yes. That, and so that might be why he's yeah. getting all the goals and getting seen a lot of assists from those other players. That, yeah. be, that just might be with the way the offense is structured. Yeah, true. And Dewan Jones, again, have been, has been playing really well. He was started the season on the bench. And then against Bowling Green, number... 19 Bowling Green, he uh, became the starter. Really improved there. Coach Renzi said he's been great in the first and se- first third of the game and the third third of the game. Just needs to improve on that middle third. But, but when you watch MSU soccer, look out for that number six on that field. Speaking of MSU soccer, again, obviously we're going to be talking about that the whole day today. Yeah. But how good do you think this team is? I know it's very early, only seven games in the year, but number six ranking is nothing to sneeze at. Oh. Y- you look into... How how well do you think they're going to figure out the rest of the way? I think they're doing well. Looking at their schedule, they seem to have a decent matchup. They're getting they're going through a pretty hard stretch right now. You know, number nineteen Bowling Green, number eighteen the University of Michigan, and then number three Maryland. They're going through a tough Big Ten stretch right now. Obviously, Bowling Green is not the Big Ten MAC conference, but still, they're going through a really good stretch, really tough stretch, and they've been proven well. That de- like I said, that defense is for real. I mean, only letting up one goal in seven games. It's really hard to do any better than that. Like I said, they if they do want to compete in the NCAA tournament, though, if we're looking that far down the line, that offense needs to improve. They can't be winning goals by one by one goal or winning games by one goal. Excuse me. They need to improve more on the offensive side and get more people involved than Dewan Jones. 
Now, for those unfamiliar, the NCAA soccer tournament format is very similar to March Madness, but it's only 48 teams. Mm-hmm. And then, it's like it's similar like the NCAA uh, and March Madness also, is that half the teams get qualifying bids if they win their conference, and then the other 24 are at-large bids. Okay. Um, now, you were at the first game at D. Martin Stadium under the lights. What was that energy like? First oh. game under the lights of that program. Oh, that energy was like nothing, nobody that I've seen out of the MSU soccer program. I mean, people were cramming scenes. They even had pe- people in the soccer, not the soccer stadium, but the softball stadium on the bleachers. I was behind the scenes. I was listening to the SIDs and stuff, talking about making sure the fire marshal, fire marshal's okay with all this and stuff. But it was a very electric atmosphere. I mean, the players after the game said this was like nothing else. This game was like nothing else that they've experienced at DMARN's team. That just and they also said like on playing under the lights just gives like a an extra oomph, a little more adrenaline, just because the atmosphere is so electric compared to maybe like a day game. It's got to be nice to have sort of that experience under the lights as they go on Friday again under the lights against a number three ranked Maryland team, which will be a huge challenge for the Spartans. Mm -hmm. Maryland, number three, as I said, what are you seeing out of the Spartans that got to do to uh, contend with Maryland this Friday? Um, Maryland does, unlike Michigan, Michigan State that has maybe like one solid goal goal scorer in Jones right now, they have a couple people scoring a couple goals. Gordon Wild leads the way with, I believe, five goals. So they're gonna that defense is gonna have to step up, obviously, to keep the Terps out of the net. But then they're gonna have to be able to score because Maryland is six zero and uh, one six wins and one tie, still undefeated, and that's that's nothing to laugh at. And that's what it has been for the past couple of games, also with U of M and Bowling Green. So they're gonna have to be able to defense and then maybe. Hopefully get an earlier goal than what they did against Michigan. You know, 32 seconds left in the game. Or left in overtime, excuse me. But, yeah, that defense is going to have to stop that offense, and they're going to have to create something on offense. How good is the Big Ten this year in in soccer? I know that we were talking about Maryland being number three, Michigan being number 19, and Michigan State at number six. So that means that now we're getting And Indiana at number one. Indiana at number one. So we're going to run into some big-time matchups for the Spartans. Is that going to be sort of an all-year thing where they've always got a big game? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be pretty much like that all year. I mean, the bottom the bottom of this of the conference is sort of like the bottom of football. Like Rutgers is down there, Northwestern this year is down there also. But no, the 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 top is like the elite of not only the Big Ten but of the entire uh, college soccer atmosphere or landscape. Wow, you know, we think of the Big Ten as a soccer powerhouse conference, but this year no. it's proven to be the opposite. Their Big Ten's playing great. Yeah. So what are you looking at of this team for the rest of the way? Well, can I get some predictions out of you? What are you, what are you looking at? I think they're going to definitely improve offensively in the terms of not only relying on Juan Jones. I think there's no way that only one, they rely on one guy throughout the rest of the season. Stuff is going to start pick up for people. People are going to get players are going to get open. Like I said earlier, Sierakowski, I expect to pick up play. Also, the Baroni brothers, Giuseppe and Hunter, they're very forward or not forward, but like very attacking on the offensive side. I expect them to get a couple in but yeah I expect this offense to really pick up this defense will probably stay rock solid because that's sort of you know their motto defend DeMar- defend Martin, make sure nobody gets in the net but like I said I expect the offense to definitely pick up you spent some time with the Barone brothers the other day for uh, the piece you wrote that'll be coming out uh, tomorrow probably by the time you guys hear this it'll mm-hmm. be tomorrow in the hard copy of state news which you can pick up wherever or it'll be online at statenews.com gotta get those shameless plugs in there um, <laughs> So they're obviously the the younger two brothers out of this Barone family. How cool is that for those two guys to be oh, playing? I don't mean to steal some steal yeah. some things away from your article, but, but we got to talk about it. Yeah, they're 
They really love it. At first, actually, Hunter told me that they weren't keen on coming to Michigan State because everybody, when they when they were younger, was like, oh, you're going to be like Mark and Dominic. They're two older brothers who happen to be twins also. Um, or like, are you going to be like Mark and Dominic? Are you going to go to Michigan State? And Mark, Hunter says, like, you know what? Me and Giuseppe kind of want to do our own thing, you know? But then once they came to Michigan State, once they realized how awesome it would be to have four brothers come through one program, they are like, okay. And realized what Coach Renzing and, like, the Michigan State soccer program was all about. They're like, okay, we, we should probably do this. This is a good idea. This is a good idea. So we're still really early. This defense you think is gonna be rock solid. Offense got some questions, but obviously Dewan Jones is leading the way. Mm-hmm. What? How you? Where do you think that this team will end up end of the season? I think there will be a definitely a couple losses here and there. I think um, I expect playing Indiana is gonna be a tough game, and but for the most part, I see. I don't think. I would put them, they're going to get a couple losses pretty much. I mean, it's really hard for any team in any sport to stay undefeated. But I'd say a loss to Indiana and then maybe a lot, like a fluke loss that doesn't, they may be, they may be out of it for a game or two. But other than that, I, I expect them to be rock solid, rock solid and I think expect them to be on the top of those rankings throughout the most of the year. You know, last year they finished off the season around right around the end of the rankings, that 20 25 range. So this has been obviously a huge step forward, but you know, it can't be that surprising for Michigan State soccer. After last year, they were contending. They were they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. So tournament time last year, they sort of they didn't they had a run in the tournament. If I'm not if yeah, I'm they not mistaken, they right? played the their opening opponent SIU E in Edwardsville, who they happened to beat for the first game of the year, believe it or not. But they lost in like a tenth round shootout or something. Wow, it was a very close game and very like nerving. All right, well, thank you very much for stopping by, John. No this problem. This wrap up this edition of the State News Sports Podcast. We'll have another one coming on later this week as our football reporters, Colton Wood and Sweet Chitrata, come back in, and they'll break down this upcoming Notre Dame game. Or if you want to catch our season preview, that's still up on SoundCloud, it's on iTunes, or you can find it at statenews.com. John, thanks so much for coming in. I'm sure we'll have you later on for this, for this MSU soccer season. No problem. And uh, catch us next time.